Welcome to the Produce Common Sense, episode six. Today's a really, really exciting one. I've got a phenomenal guest, uh, another advocate, another agripreneur, Derek Josie, who's going to be on with us talking about a book that he just wrote. And I can't say anything or be anything other than impressed when someone finishes a book. And I'm just, I, he, he announced that the other day and I was just, I was just blown away that he had, he had taken the time, not for himself, but to show and teach people about agriculture and the passion that he has for it and tell them the truth about where it came from. So Derek, why don't you do a quick intro, tell everyone who you are and, uh, and, 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 and why you do what you do. And then we'll, we'll, we'll dive in. Yeah. His name's Derek Josie. I'm a fourth generation uh, dairy farmer over here in Tillamook, Oregon. We milk Jersey cows. Um, a partnership between my parents, my wife and I, and I started an adventure five years ago on outreach online under the handle TDF Honest Farming. And I have grown to right between all my platforms. I've reached three quarters of a million people and Facebook alone uh, on my monthly averages, 40 to 50 million people reached. That's it's incredible. insane. That's incredible. And did you ever, I guess, first of all, why did you start? And then second of all, uh, what do you hope I to actually, do? I actually started because um, it, this video called Dairy is Scary came out. And I, we had people from Tillamook that shared this video. And we, they were like, oh, we're so done with dairy. And I'm like, you guys live literally where there's thousands of dairy cattle. You could come find out the truth on your own. You don't have to take a video that's being put out by animal activists to destroy my industry. You could you could come learn from actual farmers, but instead you're willing to just take for granted whatever you see online. And so I decided it was time for me to dip my toe in and it's gone well did and, and did you ever expect to have the impact and the reach that you had when you started or was it just i've got to respond to this uh this this uh predatory um content that is you know out there demonizing the dairy industry mm-hmm. uh, i like to pretend or think that i wasn't going to get this big but my wife always pointed out to me when i started I looked at it as a business. I was listening to podcasts on how to get your story out, how to how to work the algorithms, how to use them as in your favor. Because I do it all organically. I use those algorithms. I work them hard, and so and that's how I got as big as I get as I've gotten. Um, but realistically, I thought you know when I started, the largest dairy bloggers online were somewhere between 30 and 50,000 followers. And I figured I'd probably be 10 or 15,000 because that seems to be where most end up if they are trying to reach people. So did I want to get bigger? Absolutely. I wanted to use the platform's own algorithms to get my story out there and my videos. Yeah. 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 You just don't, you don't know what, what's going to resonate, right? You don't know Mm -hmm. what people are going to relate to, but it tells you how, 
how interested is, I mean, interested people are in, in hearing from a farmer. Like people ask me all the time, like, why do you create this content or why do you talk about this? I'm like, there's, there's genuine interest and, and we have to farmers. We we can say this because we both are farmers are really bad at, at just accepting what happens to them because I, and I, as a, as a, as a vegetable grower, right? I think it's probably different than dairy, but there's so many things that just happen to us. It rains, it snows, mm-hmm. we get a hailstorm, uh, whatever. And you're like, okay, well that sucks. And you just kind of just let things happen and you're not proactive. And you're, like, and you're like, oh, that's farming. Right. And you just like, that's farming. And so when it comes to the demonization of an industry and, 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 and crap, what I'm doing is hard, but to be in, in dairy and protein, like uh, ranching right now would be so incredibly hard, just so uh, scary. Yeah. We've got so many people targeting our, our industries right now. It's, it, it frankly amazes me. It's, there's a lot of powerful money pushing to demonize us right now. And it's, well, I mean, one of those happens to be my, the book I just wrote <laughs> tends to be uh, beating him right now. Uh, yeah. in his own game. So that, that's incredible. So let, let's talk about that. So you, you decided that, that social media and, and daily content online, uh, was, was one thing, but you took a leap to something completely different and, yeah. and went so far as to write a book. And what, what are you, what do you feel like is different about, uh, this book and what you're, what you're trying to communicate and how it allows you to communicate differently than, everything you've done up till now? I, I think it's different because the book I'm able to, you know, because most people have their attention span online is maybe a couple minutes before they get bored, maybe, and move on to the next thing. Whereas okay. is, if someone is taking the time to buy the book or read it on their Kindle, which is available, I made sure all the data I used, all the stuff I put in there was factually accurate. My So uh, on the Kindle version, you know, every time I talk about a study or talk about, you know, how nutritious milk is or any of that, there's actual links that you can click on straight off of the app and it'll take you to the studies and all that. So it's all there for somebody. You've got people that want to take that deeper dive that you can't really get on social media. And so I, I thought I have the people, I have the resources to make this a book that's interesting because if it's not interesting, people aren't going to read it. Uh, so it definitely involves what has happened to me online and the, you know, the abuse that I've taken and the nastiness that I deal with. But I use that as the storybook to tell why uh, why we do what we do and talk about the hard issues that seem to come up all the time online. So, so you I, pretty I much summed of, it up in your book. Like, I mean, the, an, an industry worth fighting for. Not to cut you off, I just want to make sure that they know what the title is because it oh, puts yeah. it in perspective <laughs> what you're talking about. An industry mm-hmm. worth fighting for. So you're talking about all these things that happen to you. The the again the demonization the the trolls mm-hmm. online all of the untruthfulness. Well, and your ability, not the trolls. Go ahead. I, I, it sounds like you've got a different approach there. No, I was just going to say, and that's not just, you know, the normal stuff. I also talk about profit and how the demonization of profit on farms 
is just so right. Mind blowing to me. I have a whole chapter on profit and I call it the four letter word because everybody thinks that if you're a profitable farmer, then you must be this evil person because you want to make profit off people purchasing food. And it's just like, that allows me to be a better farmer because right, I right. can afford new technologies. I can, anyway. Sustainability, or, or all I, of those things. No, you that, but that's so powerful because uh, as, a, as a vegetable guy, we keep losing more and more and more market share to these other countries that don't have the same standards that we do. Mm-hmm. And, 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 it, and the consumer's voting for that by saying, okay, I want lower carbon emissions. I want um, safer food with, you know, audited. I want all of these things. But then at the end of the day, they, they don't want to pay for them. And, and so well, they walk to the cheaper stuff. That's not from the United States. Right. I also have a whole, I, I have a whole chapter on sustainability and it's the, the chapter is sustainability, whatever that means, because well, why, it can mean whatever, whatever, whatever you want it to be. You want it to mean. Absolutely. I, why, and in why that is, chapter, go ahead, I go hammer, ahead. I hammer carbon credits because to me, that is, that is taking money out of one pocket, handing it to your other hand and putting it in your other pocket and saying, look at this, this pocket over here is now carbon neutral, but the right. carbon's still there. Well, and it's you made just, it worse because it went somewhere where they don't have the standards. You just push the, you, 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 you lowered the carbon emissions in Oregon and then they all go to Idaho just to use within, within the United mm-hmm. States and they have yeah. a lower standard. So then you actually made it worse. It, you, you didn't improve anything. Why though? Right. I have to go back to the profitability thing you said. Why? Because I, I, I've wondered this for a long time. So this really interests me. Why is being profitable as a farmer? Why is it bad? Do you, do you answer that in the book? I mean, I don't have to like, you know, I don't have to spoil your whole book, but why, if, if, if we can talk about this, why is that the case? I don't understand it. And I talk about it. Every other company in the world expects to make a profit. It's just common sense that if you're not profitable, you can't maintain anything. You, you start going backwards. So why is it that people think that farmers should be charities and do everything for free? Farmers do it to themselves some though too. Would you agree? Yes. I think farmers do it to themselves to Mm -hmm. some extent. I mean, everyone else, there's plenty of pressure from the outside about how it's bad to be a profitable farmer or you're always a rich farmer. You're always a rich farmer. Like, I I don't know why that is always said. It's it's like, okay, sure. Sure. Yeah. I I mean, like if I I sold an iPhone and I'm land rich, but I am dirt poor when it comes to actual uh, fluid money. It's all tied up in land. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why is it okay to make eight hundred percent on an iPhone, but it's not okay to to make twenty percent uh, in your farming operation? I mean, I I think you'd be very at least I would be very if we could make twenty percent, man, that would be phenomenal. Oh my gosh, well, I I I don't know what I do with all that. I'd be <laughs> I'd be swimming in all the all the cash, and you know it may only be dollar bills, but I'd have enough to swim in it. Right? Uh, yeah, profitability is it just I don't understand. Or in my case, it's always, oh, you're just in it for the profit. You don't care about the animals. And you're like, okay, first of all, healthy, happy animals produce a better product, which makes me more profitable. So it's not either or, it's both. If I'm not able to afford a veterinarian to take care of a sick cow that I can't handle on my own, I lose that cow. So... I need profit to be able to afford to take care of my cows. I don't understand where the disconnect from that is. 
Absolutely. I, I saw a video that you did the other day and it was like three in the morning. Cause you're always, you're working crazy hours and you yeah. were talking about like how frustrated you were. You were taking care of a cow that was sick. It was like three in the morning. And you're like, you know, this is the kind of thing that I do because of the passion and because of what I believe in and because uh, of the necessity for profit as part of all of that, but to do the right thing, you're trying to do the right thing. And yet, you know, you, you have people, uh, you know, talking like you're, you're abusing your animals or you don't care about them, or, you know, you're just, you're just there for the profit. And, and I think I can so resonate and relate to what you're talking about. Cause what I end up on the flip side is you, you have, uh, you're dealing with, with cows and, and animals. And, and the flip side for me is we have lots of laborers to, to produce, to, to grow produce, yeah. we have to have a lot of people in the field. And so the, the position I was always, well, you're a, you're a slave driver as a produce uh, grower, you've got all these people and you treat them like slaves. And, 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 and it's like, that's not the case. The, I, 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 I've learned the language. I, I, I love the culture. I love the people. I advocate for them. I want them to be able to improve their lives. And you get yeah, you, you want to take the most obscure, rarest events and use that as if that's what we do every single day. And mm-hmm. we, that's why we have to speak up and, 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 and do the things like you're doing. I mean, like the, the, the fact that you have written this book, I'm, I, I don't know, like I, I sent you that text message. I meant it. Like, I I'm, I'm like proud of you. Uh, I mean, it is so cool. Such a great thing to have, have accomplished and to Honestly, do, and I hope it, it makes a huge difference. Uh, and honestly, it was probably the most nerve wracking thing I've done in an extremely long time, because, you know, what we do on social media, if we make a post that, you know, oh, I don't later on, you're like, eh, maybe I should just delete that one. You can. And it's right. gone. Right. I mean, some people might have grabbed a screen grab or something like that. But for the most part, it's gone. Not a big deal. This book is in print. There's already copies shipping out. Some people are getting it tomorrow. At that point, the you know, it's out there. There's no pulling those books back. It's a whole different ballgame. And it's it's scary because this is me. And I can't I can't take it back. Do you feel like there's there's more weight on your shoulders? Like you carry more responsibility for your industry then uh, you should have to in, in some aspects absolutely um i make it very clear that i don't speak for the whole industry i'm just like this is me this mm-hmm. is my farm i'm industry standards yes cows are taken care of we have inspections we have all this stuff but i am not responsible for my fellow farmers if somebody else is doing things wrong that's not on me I don't, it's why I'm never the first one to jump in to defend when I see a video come out. Right. Because I want to stay back. I want to watch the video. I want to actually see what's in the video. I want to see what is found out. And then I will come in and give my opinion. Or if I am being pushed on it, I will say, yeah, I watched the video and there's absolutely abuse in that video. And that can't be stood for but i'm with i'm going to reserve the right to amend my opinion when more information comes out because a lot of times you find out that it's a stage set up between several members of whatever activist organization is doing it getting on the farm working together and then they disappear and you know they'll hold this video for six to nine months so that those 
employees have a chance to disappear and not be able to be found. And so then that should be the story. It shouldn't be, oh, there was abuse on this farm. It should be, yo, this activist organization went in, purposely made an abuse video where they were abusing animals. Where they were the the abusers. Yeah. And they, because they feel the ends justify the means or the means that, (laughs) you know, flip that and reverse it. And that's wrong. You shouldn't stage things just to destroy an industry. And it happens. You know, they're purposely trying to get on farms to get video to take it out of context. So, you know, it just adds that extra layer of stress on your life, especially with what I do online, because I know I know there's a target on my back. They would love to get somebody on farm working for me. Yeah, no, and, that's the scary part is you get more active out there and you're, you people, more people see you. But would you encourage people, or do you encourage more people to within within agriculture, within the dairy industry, to speak up and to do what you're doing? Absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah, okay, I have three quarters of a million people on all my platforms that follow me. But if you have ten thousand farmers all sharing their unique story, they're going to have more impact than I am because they're going to touch people in their local communities more than I am. They're going to be able to have a much better personal connection than I do because at this point, I can't even keep up with all the comments in the comments section, let alone try and have a real conversation, which is another reason for the book because it allows for people to understand me better because i i can't even keep up so yeah okay so so what would you in closing what would you encourage or or okay so the non-ag okay so obviously i'm gonna have a lot of agriculture produce mm -hmm. people on this podcast but but i also have a fair amount of people that end up just being regular folks that follow me right just like you what is your hope what is your hope in what you do and in what they do as they approach you um, as far as improving the industry and understanding what farmers do? Well, for those not, you know, non-farmers, I hope that you listen to farmers that are online with an open mind, try and see them for not just farmers, but human. They're not some strange creature. And that we all struggle, you know, we have family situations, uh, my wife and I are dealing with one right now with a, a you know health issue that was surprised on us two days ago. You know the night uh, that my book was releasing, so lots of extra stress. Um, and so you know you're not always going to see us in perfect tip-top condition, and that's real life. And I hope that they find farmers that are willing to show them real life, and not just which is another. Uh, chapter in my book, not just the red barn version Absolutely. of farming. Absolutely. The, the red barn, the rusty tractor, the six cows and the four chickens. And that's what and a pitchfork and a straw hat. Yeah. Uh, and you got to have the straw in your mouth, right? You got to have like, you know, yeah. But, but, well, yeah. yeah. And your wife has the beautiful laid out dinner waiting for you when you get at home out on your lawn because all the neighbors are going to show up too because that's farm life. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we're not exhausted by the end of the day and going, yeah, let's have everybody come over for dinner. Yeah. I know yeah, it's the that's... simple life. No, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, 
Yeah, you know, you you and I, I, I could talk to you for hours. Uh, I, I won't I won't take any more of your time. I I, I would encourage everyone though that's listening to uh, look up this book. So it's uh, it's Derek Josie, and it's an industry worth fighting for. I, I would encourage everyone to go out, look at that book, learn from that book, and just realize that we put our heart and soul into these generational businesses that we're part of. We believe in what we're doing. We believe in it today. We believe in it tomorrow. We believe in it for our kids. And we're going to do everything that we can to, to fight for that future. But it doesn't mean that we're going to do the wrong thing to fight for it. We want you to know what's really happening. And that's what I really appreciate about Derek is he's, he's, he, he's similar to me in that he shows the good and the bad, the real things that are happening. You know, like when you just paint this picture all the time, oh, the harvest was perfect. Everything's in the barn. You know, we're shipping everything. The quality of our onions is the best ever. There's no onions better than ours. Like I get tired of that. Like tell the freaking truth. And Derek does that. And if you want to learn from someone who, who wants to share that with you, look him up. Uh, follow him on Instagram on uh, TDF Honest Farming. Uh, I'm sure you can find him everywhere else. Where else are you? Are you on? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Facebook for sure. Instagram, uh, YouTube. I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm just Derek Josie there. That's a strange beast, by the way. LinkedIn is a it's different, a different animal. It's a different totally different animal. animal. But that's every social media channel. So you have to find your you know flavor on every channel. Well, Derek, thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the book. I'd like an audio version though. Just saying, because I'm an audible. It's coming. It is coming in the spring. I will be recording this uh, coming winter and then final touch-ups actually while I'm in Tennessee. Very cool. Very cool. I I look forward to that because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more of an audio book connoisseur, but in this case, I'm going to have to dive into that book regardless. Uh, Thanks. For everyone who's listening to the Produce Common Sense podcast, I just this this I, I love having the opportunity to have conversations like this with what with with people who are who are making a true effort to influence the industry to teach consumers about where their food comes from and are willing to take the risk to stand out and to stand up. And I just want to thanks again, Dirk, for being on. No, thank you. Cool. Thanks again, Derek, for being on with us. If you liked what you heard today. Aside from going and, uh, and buying this book that Derek has taken the time to write, uh, give, the, give the podcast a like and a subscribe. Comment if you'd like uh, about the questions you might have, and especially give us a rating. These ratings helps us to make sure that we get more reach and that we touch more people and we have the opportunity to teach more people and to uh, learn together. Thanks again. We'll see you later.